Shalom to all. Today's office super stuff, Mem Aleph. We are starting at the top of the daf with a brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsor, Lilu Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basri, Yaakov, Maisha, Hernes, Shama, Shadam, and Aliyah. And Lilu Nishmas, Mars, Freyde, Chayu, Beilo, Basri, Yitzchak, Tzvi, Hernes, Shama, Shadam, and Aliyah. And the Mishnah says, Ha'aymer, Pititi, Asbita, Shalplani. If a person said, I was Mephata, I seduced that fellow's daughter, Mishal and Bashis, Begam, Alpi, Atzmai, he pays Bashis and Begam, Alpi, Atzmai. Alpi, Atzmai is an important term which we're going to be having in the Gemara and means based off of his own admittance. He admitted that he was Mephata her, so he has to pay Bashis and Begam, Alpi, Atzmai. However, he does not pay the kenas. Why not? Because one isn't chayv to pay kenas if they incriminate themselves. Similarly, if a person says, I stole that thing, he has to pay the keren, the principal, the actual value of the thing based off his own admittance. He doesn't have to pay kefel, which is double, is four or five. That's if he stole a sheep or a cow and shechted it or sold it. Since those all fit under the category of kenas, he does not pay that al Furthermore, the Mishnah tells us, if a person says, hey, my ox killed that fellow, or kill that fellow's ox. He has to pay based off his own admittance. Let's say he tells us, My ox killed that fellow's Eved. He does not have to pay based off his own admittance. And Zaklal, this is the rule. If a person has to pay more than that which he damaged, he doesn't pay based off his own admittance. Now the Gemara starts out explaining the first part of the Mishnah. Why did the Mishnah say, that fellow's daughter. Why are we specifically talking about a case where he admitted that he was Mephata? Her and not that he admitted that he was Ma'anas her. So Gemara says, Lemi Baya Ka'amar. It's a Lemi Baya. Lemi Baya Nasti. For sure, if he says that I was Ma'anas her, to like a Pagamla, that he's not causing any Pagam in her, he's admitting that he did something wrong and that she had no part in it. For sure, he would have to pay Bashis and Begam al Piatzmai. Avopititi, but when he said that I was Mafata her, to like a Pagamla, he is creating a Pagam in her because that means that she agreed to this act and now everyone knows that she was basically Mizana. So, you might say that he does not have to make that payment based off his own admittance. Kamash Malan, the Cheresh is that he does have to pay that and that's why the Mishnah focuses on Pititia's Bitash Oplani and not Onasti. And the Gemara tells us Masnissim do like Yatana. Our Mishnah does not look at the following Tana. To Tanya we have a Brayas from Shem and Yehuda Ayyam Rishim Rab Shimon Af Bashas Begam Enu Shalom Pi Atzmai He also doesn't pay Bashas Begam based off his own admittance. Why? Because Loi Kalam Enu Shifka and Bitash Oplani We're not going to believe him to the extent that he's able to be pygame that fellow's daughter by him saying that I was Mifat to her that means that she was a willing participant in this act and now everyone knows that she was Mizana basically. So therefore, we don't believe him to say that he was mafat to her. But now, let's say it's nicha for her. She wants to receive this bashes and begam payment, and she doesn't mind that she has this shame about her that she was mazan or that she was nespata. What's halacha? Does he have to pay it out? So we answer Maybe it's not beneficial for her father, and her father doesn't want this name to be circulating about his daughter. So therefore, he would not have to make the payment. So we ask What about if her father doesn't mind either? He just wants that bashes and begam payment. So we answer Maybe the family members, the extended family members don't want this shame about this family member of theirs that she was Mizana, that she was Nespata. So we continue asking, what about if all the family members don't mind at all? My, what's the halacha? What do you have to pay Bajaz and Begam? So we answer, it's impossible that there isn't some distant relative all the way across the sea that he does not want this name to go out about his distant relative that she was Mizana, that she was Nespata, and therefore no Bajaz and Begam payment is going to be paid even though everyone wants it because there's definitely one person that doesn't want it. And the had brought up another case if a person says, I stole something, he has to pay the Karen, but he doesn't pay anything which falls under Kinas. Now, before we continue, it's very important to get familiar with a few terms, some of which we've mentioned before. We have the term Tam, Muad, Chatsi Nezek, Nezek Shalim, and Mamayna and Kinasa. So let's take this slow. An animal, usually an ox, that has no history of damaging anyone or anything, is called a Tam, which literally means innocent or tame. So if a short Tam damages, the owner only pays Chatsi Nezek, half of the damage is inflicted. However, once a shar becomes a Muad, which means warned, 
and that's after a damage three times, then the owner pays Nezek Shalim the full payment. And the Gemara is going to begin with a discussion about Chatsi Nezek. Is it considered Mimayna, a regular monetary payment, or Kinasa, is it just Kinas, a penalty? Before we go into the Gemara, another important thing to note is that there are different categories of damages that a shark can inflict. One of them is called Keren, which literally means horn. This includes not only goring with its horns, but also pushing, biting, and kicking, and other things as well. Another category is Regel, such as walking all over something and damaging it in the process. And later on, in Omid Biz, we're going to learn of another category. Now, a key difference between Keren and Regel, for example, is that Keren is an abnormal type of damage for the animal to inflict. And because of that, Atam pays Chatzinet for Karen-type damages, whereas Regel is very normal. It's very normal for an animal to damage something in the process of walking. Therefore, even a Tom would pay Nezek Shalim for Regel-type damages. Sandigmar tells us Itmar was stated, Palganiska. Palganiska is the same thing as Chatsi Nezek, it's just the Aramaic term for it, so Palganiska means half Nezek. Rav Papa Amr Palganiska Mimayna. The half Nezek payment is considered a regular monetary payment. Rav Hunabrej of Shu Amr, he says, Palganiska Knasa, this half payment, this Chatsi Nezek, is considered just a Knas. And now they're going to go try to prove their Shitas. Rav Papa Paganisko might not consider regular momentous payment because he holds Stam Shvarim La Becheskas Shimur Kami. A standard ox is not Becheskas Shimur. We can't assume that a standard plain good old ox that's walking around is considered like it's watched and garden that it's not going to do anything. Which means that when a person lets their cow or ox walk around, he really does have to watch it. Ubedin who Mishalim Kule. And Bedin, if it does damage, even if it's a Tom, he would technically have to pay the entirety of the payment. Rachmana who the However, the Tyra had Rachmanus on this owner of this ox, the Akatula because the person was never warned for his ox, he was never warned that he has to watch it, and therefore the Torah says he only has to make a chetzinazic payment. However, the chetzinazic payment is really mominous, it's really considered a regular compensation, because really he should have paid the whole thing. Rav Huna Breder he says, Palganiska Knasa, the chetzinazic is really just considered knas, because Kasavar, he holds, Stam Shvar Mecheskas Shimur Kami, a standard shar, if it's not a muad, it's just a regular tam shar, it's becheskas that it's considered like it's watched. We don't have to assume that it's going to damage someone, and therefore this person doesn't really have to watch his ox. And within who Dolay Lashalam Really, but then he shouldn't have to pay for any damages that his ox does at all. Rahman, who the Kansei, the Tyra, knast him, so that he should learn that he should watch his ox. And therefore, Chatzinezek is a knas. Really, he shouldn't have to pay any of it. It's a knas that we're telling him, buddy, you better watch your shore, so you have to pay Chatzinezek. And the Gemara says, Simon Hezek, Ma the Hamas Klal. This is a Simon for what we're going to be talking about now. The Gemara tells us, Tanan, we have a Mishnah Masechas Babakama. Hanizek, Vahamazek, Betashlumen. The Nizek and the Mazek are part of the Tashlumen. So these are two important terms to know. The Nizek is the person that was damaged, the mazik is the person that did the damaging. So this cryptic statement in the Mishnah is saying that both the nizik and the mazik take part in paying for the damages. So now we're going to try to understand this based off of our previous opinions. We understand according to the Ma'anda Amr, the chetzi nizik is just a regular momentous payment. According to him, it makes sense that the nizik, the one that was damaged, is included in the tashlumen. Really, the mazik should be paying him nizik shalim, but he only pays chetzi nizik, so the other half of the damages that the nizik doesn't receive is considered like he's paying it out of his own pocket, so here the nizik is part of the tashlumen. El but according to the Manda Amar, the chetzi nizik is just considered a kinas. Hashda delavdi shakil. This half of the payment that he's receiving is not really considered his rightfully. It's really just a kinas. But tashlumen ise, you're telling me that this nizik is included in the tashlumen? He's not included in the tashlumen at all. Whatever money he is receiving is just considered kinas. It's not really like it's magiahim. It's not really like he's deserving of it according to halacha. It's kinas. It's not mominous. So how does the Mishnah make sense that the nizik and the mazik? are part of the Tashlumen, according to the one, Palganiska Knossa. So Gemara says, no, what the Mishnah is really talking about is Pchas Nevela. In other words, we're not talking about the half that the Nizik does not receive. We're referring to the half which he does receive. 
even in that half, he, so to speak, takes part in the Tashlumen. How so? Pachas like what we just said, which means depreciation of the Nevela, the dead animal. For example, Ruvain's shark killed Shimon's. Ruvain only pays Chatzinezek. How is that calculated? So this is important. Bezdin evaluates the value of the shark when it was alive, then they evaluate the current value of the Nevela, and the Mazik pays half of that amount. But let's say that the value of the Nevela itself depreciated from when it was killed until the time Bezdin actually got around to evaluating it. So the Nizik absorbs that loss. So that's considered like he's part of the Tashlumen. The Gemara asks, Pachas Nevela, depreciation of the Nevela? Tanina, we already learned that in the Mishnah. The Mishnah tells us, Tashlumen Nezek, Melamed Shabayla Metapam Benevela. This teaches us that the owner, he has to deal with the Nevela. In other words, the owner of the now dead animal has to deal with it by selling it, and whatever he's missing from the value has to be made up by the Mazik. So we already know about this concept from Pachas Nevela from a different Mishnah. So the Gemara says, No, Chadibatam, Chadibamud. One teaches us that this halacha of Bayla Metapam Benevela is by a Tam, and the other one teaches us that it's relevant by Muad. For example, let's say Shimon's shar was worth $100 when it was killed by Ruvain's shar, and when Shimon sold his dead shar, he got $20 for it. That's a loss of $80. So if Ruvain's shar was a Tom, he only has to pay $40, which is half of $80. If it was a Muad, he has to pay the full $80. So that's what we need both of these halachas for. And it's we need both of these halachas, one for Tom, one for Muad. The Yashmin and Tom, if we only said this halacha by Tom, I might say, Mishim Dakati Yaid, the only reason why the halacha applies is because this shar, meaning Ruvain's shar that did the damaging, was never warned. Aval Muad, but if it was a Muad, the Yaid, it was already warned. Amalaya might say this halacha doesn't apply. And Yashmin Muad, if I only said it by a case of a Muad, Mishim Dakamashalam Kule, I might say this halacha applies because Ruvain has to pay the entire payment, Nezek Shalim. Aval Tam, but if it was a Tam, Amalaya, I might say the halacha doesn't apply because he's only paying Chatzin Nezek. Sricha, that's why we need this halacha by both Tam and Muad. But either which I wouldn't have a Raya, Palganis Kamamaina, and not Kinasa. So the attempts another Raya, Toshma, Ma Bain Tam Lamuad. What's the difference between a Tam and a Muad? One of the differences between Tam and Muad is Shahatam Mishalam Chatzin Nezek Megufai, that a Tam pays Chatzin Nezek from its body, Umuad Mishalam Nezek Shalim Minho Aliyah, and Muad pays Nezek Shalim from the Aliyah. Now let's just understand what that means, Chatzin Nezek Megufai. Let's say Ruvain's Shar inflicted $100 worth of damage, so Chatzin Nezek would be $50. But Ruvain's Shar is a skinny, scrawny little Shar, and it's only worth $40, so he only pays $40 and no more. Chatzin Nezek Megufai means from the body of the Shar itself, we can only pay how much the Shar itself is worth. The owner doesn't have to shell out any more money from his pocket than what his Shar is worth. Nezek Shalim Minho Aliyah means he has to pay from the best, even if it's worth more than his Shar. Now that's a difference between Tam and Muad. However, Velaikatani, it doesn't say that another difference between Tam and Muad is that a Tam doesn't pay based off his own admittance, and Muad pays based off his own admittance, which means that a Tam would be In other words, if the owner said, my Shar Tam damaged, he would have to pay Chetzi Nezek. Obviously, Chetzi Nezek is Mamaina, not Knasa, because we know that Knas, you're not Mishalma Piatzmai. So Gemara says it's not a Raya. Just because we didn't say that this is one of the differences, that doesn't mean it's not. It really is a difference. However, ton of a shear. The Brisa taught some differences, but left out this as a difference. But it really is a difference. The Gemara says, okay, so my shear, the high shear. What else did the Tano leave out that it left out this? Every time we say that a Tano left something out of the Mishnah or the Brisa, but really it should have been included in the Brisa, he didn't only leave out one thing. He for sure left out something else. So we're asking, what else did he leave out? So Gemara says, shear chatzi kaifer. He left out chatzi kaifer. As we learned before, if someone's ox killed a person, the owner has to pay kaifer, a monetary payment, which in some ways is a redemption of the owner's nefesh. If a shar tam kills someone, though, the owner does not pay chetzi kaifer. And that's the difference between tam and muad, and that was also left out. So Gemara says, no, imishim chetzi kaifer lav shiruhu. If you're saying the chetzi kaifer wasn't mentioned over here, that's not considered like it was left out. Why so? Mem alafam bez on top, homani rabies aglili. This is really rabies aglili. To Amar, he says, tam shalom chetzi kaifer, that tam does pay chetzi kaifer. So therefore, we can't say that one of the other differences that was left out is this difference between tam and muad, that tam is not mishalom al piatzmai. It's very possible that tam is mishalom al piatzmai. Once again, we have no raya that Palganiska Kanasa or Mamaina. So the 
Gemara continues, Hashma, we have another tempted Raya from our Mishnah. Let's say the fellow says, Hamas Shari is Pliny, Oi, Shari shall Pliny. He admitted that my ox killed that fellow or it killed that fellow's ox. He pays based off his own admittance. My Labatam, isn't our Mishnah talking about where he admitted that his Shar Tom killed another Shar and still we see that he has to make a payment? It must be that Paganiska is Mamina. So Gemara says, Lai, Bamuad, our Mishnah is talking about a Shar Mua, not a Shar Tom. The Gemara asks, Avol Batam, Mai. Let's say we were talking about a Tom. So what would the Halacha be? And Mishnah Alpiatzmai. You're trying to insinuate that the Halacha would be that he would not be paying Alpiatzmai. Well, if that's really so, Adetani Seifa, instead of saying in the Seifa the Mishnah, Avde Shalplaini, that my ox killed that fellow's Eved, and Mishnah Alpiatzmai, that he doesn't have to pay based off his own admittance, so Niflagvinis and Bidida. We should make a differentiation in the Rish of the Mishnah itself without having to go to a new case of Eved. We should have just said, when was the Rish of the Mishnah stated, Bemuad, if we're talking about a Muad, Avol Tom, and Mishnah Alpiatzmai. But if we're talking about a Tom, then he doesn't have to pay Alpiatzmai. So Gemara says, no, cool, but Muad Kamairi, the entire Mishnah is talking about a Muad. So therefore, we still don't have a Raya for our Mishnah. The Gemara attempts another Raya for our Mishnah. Toshmai, our Mishnah had said, Zaklal, this is the rule. Call Mishalam Yasra Masha Hizek, if a person has to pay more than they damaged, ain't Mishalam Alpiatzmai, he doesn't pay based off his own admittance. But what do we learn from here? Apachsim Masha Hizek, if he has to pay less than what he damaged, Mishalam Alpiatzmai, he would pay based off his own admittance. And what does that mean, paying less than what you damaged? That's Chetzi Nezek. It must be Chetzi Nezek is Mamaina and not Knasa. So Gemara says, don't make that inference from a Mishnah that if it was rather we should say if he admitted something and he would have to pay the exact amount that he damaged so then he's the Gemara asks let's say he admits to something and that payment would be less than the damages that he made that he does not have to pay based off his own admittance if that's really so so listen the Mishnah should have just said this is the rule if the person is not going to be paying exactly what he damaged, so then he doesn't pay al-pi'atzmai. Demash al-pachas umash That implies less and it implies more. So Gemara says, you're right, Yofta, we have a valid Yofta, a valid refutation. It must be that Palganiska is Mamaina and not Kanasa. Then the Gemara says, Vehilchasa, Palganiska, Kanasa. The Allah is, the Palganiska is Kanas. Ask the Gemara, Tiyofta, Vehilchasa? How do you have a Tiyofta saying that it's not Kanas and then you say, Hilchasa, that it is Kanas? That makes no sense. The Gemara says, in, it does make sense. Time of Mayatayasif, what's the reason why we had this Tiyofta, why it was refuted? Misham Dolaikatani, because the Mishnah didn't say, Kama Shehezek. However, Leipzikolei, that's not a very clear psak. Why is that? Since we have the concept of Chetzinezek Tzreiras, which we're going to explain what that is in a minute. The Hilchasa Gemirila, that's Halachomash Misinai, Dimamainahu, that is a mom in his payment. So Misham Hachilei that's why it didn't say in the Mishnah, Kama Shehezek. So therefore, it's not enough just to have a Tiofto, we also have to have an official Hilchasa, the Paganeska's Kanasa. So what is Chetzinezek Tzreiras? So if an animal kicks up Tzreiras, pebbles, in the course of walking, and those go on to damage someone or something, now even though this falls under the category of regel, which we had said previously has no dispensation of chetzinezek, there is a halach l'mashmi that the owner only pays chetzinezek for tzreira's damage. And since therefore we do see a chetzinezek payment which is considered mamayna and not kenasa, therefore we have to have this hilchasa, the palganiska is kenasa. Now as we continue, the Gemara brings up some of the other categories which we spoke of earlier. However, something important to note before we go on is that there's a key difference between Eretz Yisrael and Bavel. In Eretz Yisrael, one has to pay kenas. So if his shar tam did a karen type damage in Eretz Yisrael, he's chayv to pay for that. As we just said, Chatzinezek is Knas. However, in Bavel, one does not need to pay Knas, so he would be potter from Chatzinezek in Bavel. Now, as an aside, the reason for this is because when it comes to collecting Knas, the Torah requires Dayanim Mumchim, expert Dayanim, in order to have such a title, one has to have received proper smicha, which is only available in Eretz Yisrael, not in Bavel. So the Gemara tells us, Now that you said that Chatzinezek is Knas and not Mamayna, Hai Kabud Achel Imri, a dog that went ahead and ate some sheep, little sheep, little lambs, Vishonu the Achel Tarnagayli, or a cat that ate some chickens, Ravervi, if it was a large one, Mishunahu, that's considered a very strange, unusual type of damage, Veloy Magbina 
L, and that damage cannot be collected in Bavel, Avol Zutri. But if it was small, Urechehu, that's normal, Magbinon, and it could be collected in Bavel. As we said previously, Karen type damages are unusual, and therefore Atam pays Chetzinezek. And by that same token, any sort of unusual damage falls under the category of Karen, and therefore one would only be Chayv Chetzinezek payment. So that's what we just said over here. If it was Raver V, if we're talking about a large one, since that's very unusual for the animal to do this, so then that falls under the category of Karen, this would be considered a Knas, and therefore it would not be payable in Bavel. However, if it was normal for this to happen, for example, with small ones, then it's not considered Karen, rather it falls under a different category called Shane, literally meaning teeth, and therefore Nezek Shalim needs to be paid, and that would be paid even in Bavel. The Gemara continues that even in Bavel, when a payment of Knas is not made, V'itafas, if the Nezek grabbed the money, Loimafkinimine were not able to take it away from him. Now let's say the Nezek doesn't grab the money, but V'amar, if he says, I want you to set a time for me, that me and the Mazik are going to go to Eretz Yisrael, and we're going to go to a Bezin in Eretz Yisrael for them to pask in this Kanas case, so then we will set that time for them to go. And V'iloy Azil, if the Mazik doesn't go with the Nizik, we're going to put him in Shamto, which is a type of Cherem. But now the Gemara tells us, either which way, whether or not they're going to be going to Eretz Yisrael for a Din Taira, we're still going to put this Mazik in some sort of Cherem. Why is that? We tell him, you have to get rid of this thing that you have, which damages, namely your dog or your cat. And why is it that we tell him that he has to get rid of it, which means that he has to kill it? Because of what Rabnasan said, the time you have a breast, Rabnasan, I'm Rabnasan, tells us, How do we know that a person is not allowed to have a bad, evil dog in his house or a shaky ladder in his house? Shnemer, because as in the Pasuk, you shall not place blood in your house. And a shaky ladder is dangerous, as is a bad dog, and both of them have to be removed from a person's house. We're finishing the third parak of Masechus Ksubes, just like we finished this parak, we should be able to finish the entire Masechus together, and of course, all of Shas together. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with a brand new parak. Everyone should have a wonderful day.